I think everyone's heard of the superstition that you can't say Macbeth inside of a theater. People refer to it as the Scottish play instead, um, or, you know, the M play, other sorts of variations on that. But it's pretty commonly understood that saying Macbeth is bad luck uh, to say in a theater, during a production, etc. But hearing that made me wonder what other sorts of superstitions there are in theater, where they came from, and uh, what kind of implications they have on theaters today. Welcome to the Culture Through Theater podcast. My name is Rachel Zahn. Today we're going to be talking about theater superstitions. Um, So aside from Macbeth, there's a few different um, superstitions that many uh, theaters and um, actors still abide by to this day. One of which is um, that um, a bad dress rehearsal uh, the night before probably results in a good show, a good opening night. Um, and there's not much historical basis for this. Um, it honestly just kind of seems like something that a director would say to keep spirits up the night before a play, especially if the dress rehearsal does happen to go poorly. Um, however, it's good indication of how superstition kind of um, comes from places of, uh, there's other motivations behind most superstitions. It's a good base example. Some of these superstitions are definitely more historically based than others, such as um, one that's a little more dated. I wouldn't necessarily say it's as popular, um, but that wearing blue is bad luck. And so that actually kind of originates from the fact that back in, you know, the 16th, 17th century, even during medieval times, um, blue dye was really rare to come by. So blue dye comes from indigo, which is uh, a natural plant, um, but it really only grows in Asia and parts of South America. And so for a while, Europe didn't even have blue dye. Um, And then once they did discover it um, through trade with Asia and also uh, through discovery of South America, um, blue dye became really rare and expensive. This was before, um, well, before South America and the Americas were discovered, they'd have to go all the way to India to get their dye, and that took ages. Um, and so, so that makes the price of dye very expensive. Um, and then even once the passage, um, to the Americas was discovered, dye was still a rare commodity. And even Uh, once substitutes for indigo were found, those were still rare and hard to find. Uh, So it's either believed that one, producers spread this rumor again, like the bad dress equals a good show uh, superstition. It might be that producers spread this rumor in order to reduce costs of a production. Um, Or it was known that uh, it might seem like you're overcompensating for a poor performance by utilizing uh, expensive materials and dyes. Uh, So one way that a lot of different theaters and productions will uh, counteract this bad luck of wearing blue, because blue is a pretty common color nowadays, indigo is not nearly as rare. Um, Obviously, we have a lot more artificial dyes that can be used for clothing. Um, So one thing that is known to be a counter uh, superstition of sorts is to wear silver with the blue. Um, and silver is known to be a true sign of wealth um, rather than one that is disingenuous and will counteract the bad luck of the blue. Another superstition that's definitely based in history is um, no whistling backstage. 
So before the days of electric cue systems and walkie-talkies and headsets, the people working backstage needed to be able to hear cues um, in order to change scenes and uh, change lighting during a production. So um, what prompters would do, and prompters were essentially stage managers back in the 17th century, uh, prompters would use a W in a script to indicate a scene change, and that W stood for whistle. The whistling was thought to have come from um, a similar practice in sailing, uh, when whistles would be used uh, for rigging lines and sails. Um, And it was actually quite common for off-duty sailors to work backstage line sets during sailing off-season, which happened to coincide with theater peak season, which is usually the winter months. And so sailors who were pretty used to um, using whistling as a method of communication Um, would also use it in the theater. Um, So different whistles could mean different changes. Um, It was actually pretty common for the audience to hear the whistles um, from, you know, the audience, but it was just pretty well known just to ignore them um, because it was pretty commonplace. Um, Obviously, there were nonverbal cues, but for the most part, a whistle was the main way to indicate a change in scenery, a change in lighting. So if someone were to be whistling backstage, obviously um, it could cause injury, it could cause a messed up scene change, and so it's just generally bad luck not to whistle. And so even though whistling isn't used as cues anymore, um, that superstition has lived on. One last superstition that's particularly interesting to me is the ghost light. Um, So our theater, I've never actually heard of this, and when I was doing some research about it, it was really interesting. So a ghost light is um, just an electric LED, typically light, that's set on a stand, and it's placed center stage in a theater when it's not being used. Kind of like a work light, but um, you don't really ever use it. Um, You kind of assemble and disassemble it um, in between uh, usages of the theater. And so the superstition goes is that you should leave always leave a ghost light on in your theater when it's not in use. And there's two main reasons for that. One is just practicality. Um, a lot like the whistling practicality of it. Um, it's just so that someone doesn't hurt themselves backstage with all the lights off. Um, if you think about a large theater with an orchestra pit, or perhaps there's props and scenery, um, it's definitely very easy to get hurt backstage when you don't have lights on. So... Uh, A ghost light helps in that. Um, The other part of it, which is definitely more superstitious, is a ghost light, as the name suggests, is to ward off ghosts. And so many theaters will have their own ghosts, typically. Um, Someone who may have died during a production there, or someone who is rumored to have haunted the theater. Um, But if a theater doesn't have a designated ghost, it's pretty much commonly referred to as the ghost of Thespis, who was the first actor from which we get the word thespian. So back in ancient Greece, there was this guy, Thespis, who uh, started, he, he was known as the first actor. He created stories. He wasn't just part of the chorus of um, storytelling. He was an actor. He was a character. And so we get the word thespian from him. So it's believed that the ghost of Thespis will haunt an empty theater unless there's a ghost light. One particularly interesting thing about the ghost light in recent times is um, during COVID. So uh, once the pandemic started, obviously theaters across the globe shut down and uh, a lot of theaters, most theaters, uh, lit a ghost light and they left it in their theater. And it was an indication um, that theaters will eventually reopen because the ghost light um, it's just a placeholder. It's temporary. It's to stay, you know, productions will continue here. This isn't an abandoned theater. This isn't for ghosts to haunt. 
um, productions will resume. And so it was a, it was a touching gesture for many uh, theaters to do so. And obviously, as things have been reopening recently, we'll see that's true. Um, and there have actually been a lot of different other like online productions that have used ghost lights as their main um, theme and motif in the production, uh, specifically because of COVID. And I find that very interesting. So those were some different superstitions. Um, but of course, I do want to talk about the main one, which is the Scottish play. I, I am saying Macbeth now just because I am sitting in my bedroom and I'm not in the theater, so I'm not really at risk of any sort of superstition. However, as one of the most popular superstitions, um, the tale of the Scottish play has its own history. Um, being such an old production, this superstition is said to have dated back to the very first opening night of the show. Legend has it that the first night of... Um, Macbeth opening, the actor from Lady Macbeth um, died suddenly, and Shakespeare was forced to replace him. Um, of course, that's all legend. There's not really much documentation to prove that's true. However, there are a few actual incidents that do uh, correlate with productions of Macbeth. Uh, back in 17th century Amsterdam, there was an actor who, uh, playing King Duncan, was stabbed to death because his prop knife was replaced with a real knife. There have been several instances of audience riots during a production. One example is the Lincoln's Inn Fields Riot um, of 1721. Um, so this took place in England. It was part of the Sacheverell Riots. It was politically motivated. However, people do take note that it took place during a production of Macbeth. Another riot that took place during a production of Macbeth was the Astor Place Opera House Riot in 1849. So this, was, this took place in New York. Um, and it featured two different actors, William Charles McReady, who is a very famous British actor, um, and Edwin Forrest, who was American. And both of these actors were very famous Shakespearean actors, and they had a bit of a rivalry. Um, and at the time when actors were so revered and celebritized, uh, people took sides. It was very much um, a sides, it was a class war, it was a cultural war, um, British people sided with McReady and Americans sided with Forrest. And um, the riots actually escalated so badly during a show at the uh, Astor Place Opera House that um, about 22 people died and over 100 people were injured in this riot. That all took place during a production of Macbeth. Other than just being historically bad luck, um, people also do believe that the spells that Shakespeare wrote for the three witches to chant may have had some actual magic in them. I don't know how inclined I am to believe that. Um, I'm not a staunch believer of magic, um, but if people choose to believe that, they can choose to believe that. One of What I find the most interesting about um, the Scottish play and what really sets it apart from different superstitions is that if you were to say uh, Macbeth in a theater or during a production, um, there are many different things to reverse it. Um, every person's got their own little thing, every production, every culture, every um, community of thespians will have a different way to reverse it, but there are a few different, um, but there are a few common ones. So one of which is to run around the three or three times or spin around three times. It usually seems to be three times. Um, oftentimes you'd have to go outside and knock to be let back in by your fellow cast members. You could throw salt over your shoulder. Um, you would have to spit on the ground or curse. 
Um, one particularly interesting one is you'd have to recite a line from a Shakespeare play. Um, and these lines usually um, invoked forgiveness in a spirit or a ghost. So common lines, um, angels and ministers of grace defend us from Hamlet. Um, if we shadows have offended from a Midsummer's Night Dream, and fair thoughts and happy hours attend on you from the Merchant of Venice. While I myself have never had to perform any of these reversal uh, scenarios, I am curious to think, uh, what do you guys do um, when you say Macbeth in a play or someone you know says Macbeth, you kick them out of the theater? I'm sure the majority of people that take, play that take part in these superstitions don't fully 100% believe in them. You know, we've got times and technology. However, superstitions come from a basis of history and therefore they're rooted in the culture of a theater. Um, it's, it's an essential part of um, the theater community, the acting community, and um, it's important for people to uh, retain these and, you know, as long as they're not hurting anyone, um, feel free to uh, light a ghost light and uh, refrain from whistling backstage. Um, if you look good in blue, you can wear it, just wear some silver with it. And don't worry if you have a bad dress rehearsal because you probably have a great opening night. Um, and finally, remember never to say the Scottish play.